Good Monday, September 26, 2022. Welcome to The Robert Reese Show. On today's show, Robert discusses BYU's lackluster performance against Wyoming, stopping incentives for illegal immigration. And today is National Family Day. All right, so real quick, I do want to talk about the BYU football game. It was a disaster this past weekend. Uh, BYU, I mean, I know they won. Uh, 34 to 28 or whatever it was, but the, the score was not indicative of how they played. This is Wyoming, who, yeah, they're, they they came in with a good record, but they're not Baylor. They're not even Oregon, which, yeah, I know we got stomped by Oregon, but they are, they're not a high-caliber team. They're not a team we should be struggling with, and we struggled with them, particularly in the first half. Yes, the second half we came back out, and it was okay. At one point, I wondered if we were just trying to keep them in the game. I mean, our defense was playing horrendous in the first half. I mean, just absolutely terrible. They, If they wanted to gain yards running, they gained yards running. Passing game, yeah, they didn't do so good in the passing game. So, uh, But if they wanted to run, they ran on us very easily. The bigger concern to me was the play calling on the offense. That's where I was like, are we just trying to keep them in the game here? Because an opposite was true for our offense. They could not stop our passing game at all. Yet we kept resorting to the run, resorting to the run, resorting to the run. And it was like, are you kidding me with this? They can't stop the pass. Why do we keep doing on run, especially on third downs? It was third down. They've already shown that they can stop us. Yet we go ahead and continue to run on third down when they can't stop the pass. It didn't make any sense. Of course, we came out in the second half and we actually did increase the run and started doing better at the run. But it's like, I don't know why we're so committed to the run here when they can't stop the pass at all. So it was a very weird game to me and uh, I didn't like it. I mean, I'm glad we won, but it, I did not like the way that whole thing went down. Now it is time for today's old timey news. Hurricane Ian is expected to make landfall in Cuba today on its way to the western coast of Florida. A swastika-wearing gunman has killed 13 and wounded 21 in a Russian school. Russia used a drone attack to hit Ukraine over the weekend, and the United States has vowed that there will be consequences if Russia uses nuclear weapons in their war against Ukraine. The last time the United States warned of consequences to Russia is if Russia invaded Ukraine. After they did, the United States sanctioned Russia and Russian officials and sent a strongly worded message. Vice President Kamala Harris is visiting Japan today to discuss Taiwan's security situation. Amazon's next Prime Day sale will be October 11th through the 12th and in sports. The NFL has officially ended the Pro Bowl and will instead have skills competitions and a flag football game. Jimmy Johnson officially retired from full-time racing, and the NFL is investigating the concussion protocols of the Miami Dolphins after Tua Tagovailoa was seen visibly wobbly, yet returned to play. All right, I saw this story here, uh, and I wanted to hit on this real quick, pertaining to immigration and illegal immigration. As we know, our border is in crisis. We talked about it last week, how we had a record number of people who have crossed the border during this fiscal year and we're already on pace, it looks like, to beat that next year for this next fiscal year. And so that is a huge concern already. We've got so many people coming over. If you remember when Kamala Harris went down to South America, I believe she met with the Guatemalan president, he said to her face, you say one thing, but you're doing something else. Uh, because she said, we keep telling people, don't our border's closed, don't come to the border. And he, and he reiterated, you say one thing, but your actions show something else. And 
here's another action. Back in 2019, President Trump directed the Department of Homeland Security to stop fast-tracking work permits for border crossers and illegal aliens who were released into American communities. So this is what was going on prior to this. Prior to this, people would come to the border and they would claim asylum. Or they would get captured and they would say, what? I'm coming here because I need asylum. Because that's what they were told by their coyote. That they need to claim asylum and then they'll, they'll be given a trial. But in the meantime, they'll be released into the United States and they could just kind of, you know, disappear and assimilate if they need to. So, um, so that's what they do. So prior to Trump, these border crossers would come to the border. They would say, claim asylum. We'd say, okay, well, we're going to schedule your trial date to determine whether or not you can get asylum. But it's going to be about eight months. We're so backed up. So in the meantime, go on. You may pass. You may pass. And they come into the country. And when they come into the country, then they are able to go get a job and things like that because they fast-tracked work permits. And so, man, they're going to be here for eight, nine months. they got to work while they're here. Let's go ahead and get them some work permits so they can work while they're in the American communities. So Trump did two things. One, he told Department of Homeland Security, stop fast-tracking those. Two, stay in Mexico policy. So instead of, we scheduled your trial date, it's going to be eight months down the road, you may pass. Instead of that, it was, we scheduled your trial date, it'll be eight or nine months away, Wait in Mexico until your trial date comes. Biden, obviously, has been trying to overturn the stay in Mexico policy. He's already done that. Now he is reversing this uh, directive to the Department of Homeland Security. So they now, now will begin to, once again, fast track work permits for the illegals. Now, why is this so significant? One is, yeah, it's another incentive to come here. Oh, wow. So I can just go there. And, and even if even if I don't, even if I go to my trial, which I probably won't, but even if I go to my trial, um, and even if I'm told, nope, we're not going to grant you new asylum, you got to go back to your home country. Well, at least for eight months to a year, I'll have a job in America making better money than what I can make in the, my home country. So it's an incentive to come here. But why is this even more significant is because of the record number of people that we have crossing the border right now. Not only do we have a record number of people crossing the border and therefore being released into the country, we had a record number of people that Department of Homeland Security lost or Customs and Immigration and Enforcement. They lost. They were like, last year they were like, so we don't even know where about a million people are. What do you mean you don't know? Well, we released them. They didn't show up for their trial date. We don't know where they are. <laughs> And now you're fast-tracking work permits for them. Now, don't get me wrong. You, you, you look at this and you're like, well, if they get work permits, then they'll be able to get jobs. And a lot of the jobs that they might be taking are those jobs that a lot of Americans don't want anyway. But this is what we keep talking about. We do need a revised immigration. We do need reformed immigration. An immigration system that does allow the poorest of the poor to come here legally some way without having to spend tons and tons of money. We don't really have that set up anymore. But before we can even do reformed immigration, we've got to stop the illegal immigration coming here. And so one way we stop it is by reforming the immigration. Another way, though, is got to get rid of the incentives. they got to know that when they come here illegally, that they're not going to be able to get a job, not going to be able to get a house, not going to be able to get food stamps, not going to be able to get, you know, whatever it is. We've got to call these things out. Um, one of the big things I look at is schools. 
Our public schools use public taxpayer dollars to fund them. Therefore, it should be for American citizens and, and those who are here legally. And so it's like this is just another place where we just have to cut, crack down on the incentives because right now what's happening is we've got a bucket. It's underneath a spigot in the backyard. We've turned the spigot on. That bucket is full, but now it's overflowing, and it's been overflowing, and it's just flooding the yard now. And we got to shut the spigot off. That spigot is the incentives to come here in the first place illegally. Now, they're going to want to come here anyway because guess what? Their life is going to be better here than it is in their home country. That's why they're risking all this. But when we have so many incentives for them to come here and benefits for them to come here even illegally, then it, it, it creates this massive influx of people that are coming in. So, uh, once again, just another example of the Biden administration being clueless with border control and border security, or they're not clueless and they just won't want open borders. It's Robert's Random Facts. Alrighty, more than 36 million U.S. adults cannot read above a third grade level. More than 36 million Americans. Uh, the original plan for the show, 24, great show, was actually a comedy about a day leading up to a wedding. Actually, that would probably be pretty good, too. I'd like to see that. I'll go ahead and do that version of 24 as well. Uh, America now has more people who speak Spanish than Spain. The only country in the world with more Spanish speakers than us is actually Mexico. In 1830, the average American drank three times more alcohol in a year than we do today. But that's, of course, because their water was more poisonous than alcohol at the time. Uh, and it's impossible to buy a flight to Delaware. Frontier Airlines used to go to Wilmington Newcastle Airport, but they dropped those routes in June. So now Delaware is the only state in the United States that you can only fly to on a private plane. Yeah, the president's home state. You can only fly there on a private jet. Today in history, or I mean, uh, today's a uh, uh, special holiday. It's National Family Day. Good day to spend some uh, some time with your family today. It's also National Pancake Day. I do like me some pancakes every now and then. Just got to go get me some good pancakes. It's Better Breakfast Day. So now I just talk about pancakes, and then we're supposed to have better breakfast. I don't Oh, boy. Uh, National Chimichanga Day. I, you know, I'm not a big chimichanga fan. Basically, it's a deep-fried burrito. I, I've just never been that big of a fan of it. Uh, overall, some of the other strange uh, holiday things going on today, it's Alpaca Day and it's Johnny Appleseed Day, whatever in the world that means. Now, it's time for today's sign of the apocalypse. All right, uh, I saw this one here and it was bizarre. All right, so Crocs are extremely popular shoes, right? Uh, I mean, I, I, they're ugly, but I know the first place I ever saw them was when I worked in restaurants like 20 years ago. And I started seeing the people like like waiters and particularly the cooks wearing these really ugly shoes, yet they look very comfortable. Uh, the next place I saw them is people using them for gardening. And next thing you know, people are just wearing them regular, like they're just regular shoes. Uh, I've owned two pairs of Crocs, one just like the regular kind of Crocs, but then I owned a second pair that looked like boat shoes, like loafers. Uh, they had, basically the sole was that Croc material, but they, the top was made out of hemp, and it just looked like a, a loafer. 
and they were extremely comfortable. I loved them. And, uh, I mean, when they, when they got worn out, I was actually looking to buy another pair and they discontinued making them. I, I loved the, uh, the hemp shoe that they made. Um, so they are very comfortable shoes, albeit ugly. Uh, but apparently they're made with some sort of plant-based feed stock that is non-toxic. Feed stock is essentially stuff made out of like straw. And this is what they're made out of is this feed stock. And so, with that feedstock, they're saying that um, they're saying that a lot of people apparently are wondering if you can eat them since they're non-toxic, plant-based material. Eat Crocs. That's right. And they're not saying just like on, on a regular basis, like, "Honey, what are we having for dinner tonight?" Like, "Well, I got a little French fries, a little bit of broccoli, and some Crocs." No, uh, they're thinking in a survival situation. Could you eat your shoe? And apparently there's some people online who've even tried this. They've like sliced up a piece of their, their shoe, boiled it to make it softer, and they've even tried to eat it. Uh, Vice just did a report on this and talked to a dietitian. Who, and the dietitian explained that feedstock, although non-toxic, is not something that you and I can digest. We don't have freaking stout cow stomachs. You know what I mean? So we can't digest it. So what it could do is it could create a blockage in your intestines. It could create diarrhea constipation, uh, and if you're in a survival situation and you have some sort of bowel problems, it could actually cause your demise a lot faster. <laughs> so not good there. Second of all, they reached out to Crocs about this. And apparently, so many people have reached out to Crocs asking them if they can eat their shoes, they had a pat answer already, which is essentially is like, no matter what the material makeup is, they're meant for wearing only. But that's scary that there's that many human beings who are like, can I eat my shoe <laughs> in a survival situation? In a survival situation. No fishing, no hunting, no trapping, no let's go find the, the healthy berries and vegetation and weeds around the area. Nope, can I eat my shoe? That's, yeah. If the zombie apocalypse happens, we are dead. Actually, maybe that's how the zombie apocalypse happens. We start eating our shoes. All right, you guys have a great day. Talk to you later.